Blog Talk Radio. Yeah! for the best two hours of your sports week. You are locked in to Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. The phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. This is an interactive show. We ask that you not just listen to the show. Hey, be a part of the show. Participate in tonight's discussion. There's a couple of ways you can do that. You can log into our chat room. Our chat room is always open, and it's always interactive. Just create a profile for yourself uh, and join the discussion, or you can log in as a guest and watch the uh, chat room participants go back and forth. If you're on Twitter, hit us up on Twitter, at Dead End Sports. You can also hit us up individually. You can follow me at 12Kyle. You can follow B at BZ430. You can follow FIFO at FIFO247. You can follow Kent at KBINGE. Uh, remember, this show is being broadcast live each and every Tuesday night. So in the event you cannot listen to the show live, make sure that you check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash sports. You can also check us out on Stitcher if you have an Android or iPhone. Uh, just go to your application store, download the Stitcher application for free. Uh, check for Dead End Sports, upload it, and listen at your leisure at home or on the go. Uh, if you have iTunes, we're on iTunes. Uh, make sure that you subscribe there. And also, we're now featured on SoundCloud. So if you have a SoundCloud, go to Dead End Sports, follow us there as well, and you can hear us at your leisure at home or on the go. Um, also, if you've been hiding under a rock, guess who has the best YouTube channel out? That's us. Go to YouTube.com backslash Dead End Sports. Watch, subscribe, and share all of our videos. We got hot sports opinions, man, and we got it right here each and every week right here on the Dead End Sports Show. Again, the phone number to call in, 646-478-0356. Tell a friend, man. Jump aboard and get on with us. We got two hours. To be honest, two hours is not enough. We're talking a lot of stuff tonight, man. We're talking uh, the Final Four. We got NBA to talk about. We got some NFL to talk about. We got we got everything to talk about. We'll talk about you if we need to. <laughs> Just joking. Uh, nevertheless, pass the word. Tell a friend and tell a friend that the boys are back on the air again. So without further ado, let's get started on tonight's show, man. Um, like I said, 
we got a crack in the night, and we want you to be a part of it. Pass the word. Pass the word. Of course, I will not be doing this show alone. Uh, as, as I mentioned at the top, I am your host, 12 Kyle. I will not be doing the show alone. I will be joined by my partners in crime. Uh, first, let's bring on the beat maker of the crew. He hails from the D. My man, Beezy. What up, though? Bacon soda. I got bacon soda. <laughs> Hey, man, that's what up, man? What's going on? What up? What's good? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like on cloud nine right now because I don't know if you know this on Twitter. I, but, I, I, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stay. You know what? I was gonna text you. I was like, you know, we're gonna talk about this on the show. Man, so I gotta bring. Man. I, when I, when I, because I just, I saw your Facebook page like maybe about 20 minutes ago, man. and I was like, what? So I had to man. watch. It. Uh, man, oh <laughs> before man. we jump into the big news, let's bring on the point guard of the crew, my man FIFO. FIFO, what up? Man, ha, ha, look, man, look, everybody listening, goddamn Kendrick know who we are. He shouted us out. He's going to spoil the surprise. And that's dope as hell. Man, that's crazy. If you've been hiding under a rock, um... If you've been locked up in jail, if you've been on a cross-country tour for the last, <laughs> what, two weeks or so, um, the hottest album in the country, I mean, everybody has talked about it. it it's it's all over the place. It's Kendrick Lamar, to Pimp a Butterfly. Um, nevertheless, probably, and it was the, the only the only album that I've ever reviewed, uh, a, a current album, I actually did a podcast my damn self, an album review for an hour with myself on my show. Um, nevertheless, but I, I always reserve space for the experts, and that would be my partners right here from Dead and Hip Hop. Uh, the album review dropped, uh, much anticipated album re- review dropped. Uh, <laughs> I mean, had people salivating and waiting for it, uh, <laughs> begrudgingly. Right. Uh, right. dropped on this past Friday, and um, and so we got a chance to talk about it. And uh, you know, before I jump into that, man, let's bring on um, the man who needs no introduction. So I'm not giving him no damn introduction. My man Ken, Ken, what up? Hey, what's good? What's good, fellas? What's up? Chilling, what's, up? what's up with you? <laughs> Hey, my, hey Ken, man, my, my bad, man. My bad. I had my phone charging. I thought you called me, man. But I, I was charging my phone up, but I didn't erase the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all good. I, I, I figured um, you were just getting situated for the show. Yeah. Um, I was, yeah. Ken, I was just telling everybody. if you, it, it, Everybody knows that you guys dropped the album review, um, you know, last Friday on the To Pimp a Butterfly. And we're going to talk sports, but, but damn it, we're going to talk about this right now. Because this is big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm 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 thumbing through Facebook and I come across B's Facebook page and there's a video of Kendrick Lamar and Kendrick Lamar gives Dead in Hip Hop a shout out on his video on in this interview. Crazy. How 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 does that make y'all feel, man? I was like blown when I saw that. Well, well, Kyle, you know, first thing, I, I have to correct you. Dead End Sports has the second best YouTube channel because Dead End Hip Hop has the first best YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I might say I might say Dead End, Dead End Sports has the best because I'm on Dead End Sports. So. <laughs> oh, okay. I feel you. Right. You're biased. You're biased. I'm biased. Well, hey, you know, what the hell? I, I got you. But, um, it's crazy, well, go ahead, people. Yeah, it's crazy, you know, to have, you know, the biggest hip hop 
person right now, you know, in the game, just you know, kind of just acknowledges that's 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 pretty cool. You know, uh, I know a lot of artists, you know, mess with us. You know, I think it's apparent by the mixtapes and, and and the quality content that we always try to put out. But um, but but this is this this is different, man. This is you know, like this this. This is Kendrick Lamar, man. <laughs> you know, and, and to do it on such a publication like MTV, you know. MTV, um, I, I forgot that, to mention it. Yeah, you know, so so check it out tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, MTV Jams. Um, you know, your, your boys that in hip-hop get shouted out, which is cool, you know. And, and, and that just puts us, puts our name uh, more out there. And, you know, that's just more opportunity for that end to, to continue to grow and expand and to do bigger and better things, you know. That's, that's the way I look at it, man. Just another opportunity. And it's good to be acknowledged um, by, by, by somebody that is considered the best, you know, and, and, and you know, I, I think we're considered probably the best in, in hip hop right now in terms of reviews and, 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 you know, keeping it real with musical content. So, right. Hey, you know, so real recognized real, man. And that's pretty cool. No doubt. What, what about you, Ken? What, what was your thoughts, man, when you when you found out that Kendrick Lamar gave? And I mean, and for those of you, if, if check it out, check out the, the video and we'll post it. We'll post it on Dead End Sports, post it on Dead End Hip Hop as well. And I'm pretty sure all of us will be t- tweeting it. Um, check it out after the, after we finish tonight's show. But um, what were your thoughts when you first? And, and keep in mind when you watch the video, it's it's only a ten minute snippet of an interview that he does with MTV. But this is, I mean, like he shouts them out like in the first what two minutes of the video. So what was your take on it when you saw it, Kim? Yeah, I think it's dope that it that it doesn't get get buried in the in the conversation, right? Because people have. Right. Well, you know, it's going to be on TV, so, you know, people are obviously going to tune in and they're going to watch the whole thing. Um, first, I got to shout out uh, Rob Markman of uh, MTV, man, for even reaching out and letting us know what was happening. Um, and, and I thought that was incredibly dope. Um, I remember when I saw the, the tweet come through, I, I called B, and, um, and I was like, yo, some major, shit, some major shit is about to happen. And, um, and I couldn't quite figure out what it was, but I had an inkling that it was related to uh, Kendrick Lamar. But, you know, at the time it was speculative, so I, I didn't know. So I had to wait, and I hate waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, um, so eventually I had a chance to actually talk to the guy. You know, he he hit me up to everything. And, man, I, I, I just got to say, um, when I saw the actual video clip, it's great, and, and you know what? I, I I think we wouldn't even be on there if it wasn't for Q, the six man on Dead End Sports. You know, mm-hmm. and I and I and I want to point that out because it was his tweet that spawned this whole thing, right? Because if he if he didn't see that, if I didn't bring it up, and if my, Rod t- took take it out, right? We're not having this conversation right now. That's true. And you know what's funny not when you, when you said it on the review, everybody kind of looked at you like, "Really?" <laughs> I, right. But it, but it was a look, great point, though. And, and you know what, Ken? I when you and I meant to tell you that the other night we were hanging out when you said that, I never thought, never thought about that, and it gave more credence to the album. You know, it, it was another layer, and I think because of the way the album is structured, I think it was it was something that we could we could actually sit and pick apart. And wonder, what if? And I think that was one of the things that I liked about it. But um, but it turned out to actually be much more than that. 
and you know it was it was it was dope that because I think what we what we all know is that he watched it right? right so we had the tweets from the CEOs and we know that they watched it uh, Top Dog and and uh, Punch uh, Punch 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 yeah. Punch Punch Top Dog and Punch so we know they watched it and as, as the typical fashion you know Kendrick ended up watching it but we wouldn't have received the recognition unless that particular part was in there. Exactly. And um and that led to where we are today to receive, you know, that from him. And you know, I think what, what one of the things that 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 uh you know, it's just him just giving credit and I that, and that's what I like about Rob and Kendrick. They're they're giving credit where credit is due because that was picked up and we were the only publication to acknowledge it. So, um, so, and I, so, you know, again, man, I, I think there's, there's that, but then there's also us taking our time to mm-hmm. do the yep. review right. Yep. And, and so that matters just as much as everything else, because if we would have rushed that review out, we, again, wouldn't be having this conversation. So, you know, doing it our way, sticking to our core values. You know, the no politics, no BS, all of that stuff matters, man, and, and stick it to our guns. And um, and I think all of that is important, and that's how we were able to get to where we are today to receive that type of recognition. So it, it, it means a lot, man, and, and um, you know, I, I just always waited for this day. You know, just, <laughs> there has to be somebody that's going to do it, and um, and I'm proud and honored to say, on his level, I'm not disrespecting anybody else, anybody else that that has always shown us love because we we're here because of every other rapper that's shown us love. But when I'm when I'm talking about the guys that are on that that's on his level, the Kendrick, right. the Drake, and all, yeah, the, those guys, um, they're the ones. I'm like, there's going to be a guy that's going to acknowledge dead end. Somehow, either they're going to hate us or they're going to love us. <laughs> right, right, right. But I kept waiting for it to happen, and it finally happened. And I think I'm, you know, I, it, it's good that it was him. I, I think it kind of makes sense in the when you really look at the, look at it all. It kind of makes sense that it was him because of all the things that he's doing for you know hip hop culture. So um, I could go on and on, man. I, there's a lot, but that's pretty much. Um, you know, all I have to say, man, just just us sticking to our our values, our, our everything that we wanted to do, the quality that we wanted to put out and give to people. And um, again, wanted to shout out Q, because without that tweet, we would not be having this conversation. Sure. And um, and I, I just wanted to make sure that that's that's known. We're receiving a lot of the props, but he deserves just as much as we do. Now, shout out to Q, the six man. I'm pretty sure he will be calling in tonight as well. Um, big, like I said, big news, big news. So much, much props to you guys, Dead in Hip Hop. Shout out to everybody, um, my man Rob Modest Media uh, for the editing. And and if you have not, um, if you have not seen that review, do yourself a favor and go check out that review as soon as you finish listening to tonight's show because it is a treat. It's thirty minutes long, but trust me, it does not seem like thirty minutes. I got a chance to watch it uh, while stuck in traffic the other day. <laughs> so it made it it made the ride that much more pleasurable. 
Um, if you want to talk about that, if you want to give them shout-outs, whatever you want to do, you know what we do here every Tuesday night right here on Blog Talk Radio. It is Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle, joined by my partners, Beezy, FIFO, and Ken. We're here up until 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, switching over to sports, man, big news, big news, big news. We got the Final Four. The Final Four is finally set. Uh, we got Wisconsin, Duke, Michigan State, and Kentucky. <laughs> the, the big bad boys on the block. Um, I guess let's start there, man. Let's just want to get your overall thoughts from last weekend's games, man. What I guess I'll start first with you, B. What stood out to you last weekend um, in, in the games that happened last weekend leading up to the Final Four? Uh, Michigan State for Michigan State kicking oh, kicking me in my butt, kicking me in my ass for not believing in them, <laughs> and I should have because I had I had Michigan State losing to Virginia. I even had Michigan State getting to the Sweet Sixteen, and it, I, you know, you know, I, hey, don't get me wrong, I'm happy as hell. Like I can't believe Michigan State has made it this far with that squad and the type of season that they're having. So easily, right. Michigan State both of their both of their uh, close victories this past weekend is like. Wow, like, I mean, I would have never thought that. I mean, hell, even Magic and Tom Izzo was kind of like scratching their head, like, like, wow, like this, this is amazing. Like, if you, in January you would have never said that, hey, Michigan State got a chance to go to the Final Four. You would have, you would have laughed. Like, people would have thought you was joking or saying trying to be funny. And for them to make it, this, I didn't even think they was going to be good this year. I'm like, man, I don't know about State this year. I love employees, but I don't know about my Spartans. But Jesus, they. Wow, I'm just speechless. So that's like the biggest shocker for me, hands down. I mean, you know, yeah, you you want to say the elephant in the room, Kentucky, whatever. But me and people called this last week. We were like, look, if a team that can possibly upset them on their bracket, it would be Notre Dame because of the way that they can stretch them boys out, and they and they really mm-hmm. stretch them boys out. But Michigan State easily is the is the surprise of this past weekend, the way they made this run. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt about it, man. What what about you, FIFO? What what stood out to you this past weekend uh in college hoops? You know, I kinda slightly disagree with B, only for the simple fact is this it's a, Michigan State is a surprise because you don't know what year it's gonna happen. But when it starts to happen you kinda know. Like because because the team plays just like a Tom Izzo team. They play tough, they grit it out, they play D, they get stops, they make big time buggies. That's what they do. So to me it's not surprising in the sense that this is a Tom Izzo team. It's surprising in the sense that you didn't know it was gonna happen. But you know, like this looks like the prototypical Tom Izzo team. Um Kentucky I thought was a really good game. Um mainly because I, I think that this is probably the most that they've been pushed. And I thought it was real interesting watching the coach um, in the press conference after the game. He looked like he, he almost looked relieved. because, right. <laughs> and, 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 I, and, and I could tell, you know, just coaching that he was extremely proud of his guys because there was nothing else that they can do. They, they, they played a hell of a game. But when Kentucky turned it up, that, that's what they're supposed to do. You know, they, they, didn't, they didn't miss any shots in the last 10 minutes of the game. And, and that's what champions do. They turn it up when they need to. They get stops when they need to. And, and I think that's why Kentucky's going to go the whole way. Um, and I think, man, um, that Wisconsin game, yo, Com- Comiskey's that he's nice, but, 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 but Decker's definitely stepping up. Oh, like, my God. Did you see the three-decker hit? Wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. Swag on the end of that. 
and I don't even like yeah, using he did. the word. But, but he has a, and I said, look at that door I have. Okay, okay. So, you know, I think it's, I, I think that Wisconsin's also going to push, because they play Kentucky, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Kentucky. Yep. Yeah. So I, I definitely think that, that that matchup right there, I think, is, is going to be the most exciting. But Kentucky's going to win, man. Them boys too deep. Them boy, man, them boys too deep. They come off the bench with all Americans, man. They were yep. you know, it's like no, it's like no fear. It's like yeah. no fear. And, and, and then you know, and, and you know, it's on a whole nother level when Calipari's talking about that that the stats that they send to the NBA scouts are not per game, are per minute, because because you have so many great players that how do you really evaluate them if they could play at the next level? And it's like they're just too deep. <laughs> like they look like an NBA team just physically out there compared to to, to, to to their opposition, man. And right. it's going to be some good matchups, but Kentucky got it. No doubt, no doubt. What about you, Ken? What, what stood out to you over the weekend uh, in college basketball? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with, I, I disagree with B2. I'm with FIFO. Um, mainly because of the way that game played out. Um, man, look... <laughs> That that game and that team, what they managed to do, I, I think was kind of, kind of special um, because, you know, they they did not play. I give Notre Dame a lot of credit. They they kind of forced that on Kentucky a little bit, but they didn't play good at all. And when the game started, the way Notre Dame was turning the ball over, they got the, the quick alley-oop. I think Kentucky was a little arrogant, and they thought they were going to run over uh, right. the boys like they did Michigan State. So they didn't take them lightly until they, they wouldn't go away. And next thing you know, you know, Notre Dame hit a spurt. They up six, 59-53. What I thought was interesting about that game was, was just the way it ended because it, it showed a lot of heart and a lot of resolve from Kentucky. But if you were sitting there watching the game, they didn't look worried at all. They had right. no amount of worry on their face. And 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 that uh, Harrison boy, man, when he, he hit that three, I thought it was over. I was like, oh, they they about to run away with it now. And then Jerry, uh, Grant, Jaron Grant came back and popped it in their face. I was like, oh, they've got to take all the momentum away from Kentucky. They didn't panic. They did not panic. And and uh, it kind of reminded me of the the Georgia game they played, where mm-hmm. Georgia was doing everything that they wanted. Kentucky went on that massive run and put it away. But what yeah. I, um, it, it kind of had that feel to it. But it, it, there were some interesting stats that I think is why I think this game was so um, so interesting to me is 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 Kentucky. They they went nine from nine from the field. They did they didn't miss a bucket with twelve minutes left in the game. Notre Dame went damn near the whole twenty eight minutes without turning the ball over. In the last two minutes or so, they went zero for three and turned the ball over. And, and Kentucky had seven turnovers. So, you know, it, it, it almost you, – you look at stats like that and you, you think to yourself, man, like, that that's the heart of a champion or a wannabe champion. And if you're able to execute and make timely plays and play through that, you know, we it showed that they have the grind and grit that they need to go all the way. So now I can see them being prepared for – a team like Wisconsin, who's also going to give them a lot, I think, because Kaminsky, that boy can play. 
that boy can play, man. But and and if you look at that can, that Wisconsin game, they needed damn near perfect second half in order to beat to win that game. They may not have that in Kentucky. But the last thing I want to say, man, I, I think Carl Carl Anthony Towns. They don't win that game without him. Oh, they, of course not. Of course not. And, and his eight for eight performance plus hitting the free throws, which is unheard of for a big man. Yo, man, like he truly dominated the game, and they had no answers for him. They didn't double team him. They left. They left Zach August all by himself on the island, and he just torched that boy night in and night out. And and after the performance he had the game before, for him to come back and do that, and we we haven't had a chance to even see what he could do. He's only averaging ten and six. We got a chance to see what Carl Anthony Towns could do if he was the focal point of an offense. That game. I watched that game like two or three times, man, after it was aired, man, because I was just – I just couldn't believe what I saw and witnessed. They played a perfect game 12 minutes mm-hmm. ago, damn near. You, you, yeah, they you, did. You know what, and, man? and they just – they couldn't stop them. Was that FIFA? Go ahead, FIFA. I'm sorry. Um, you know, to, to your point, Kentucky is ready, right? And, and this is the reason why. The Twins have been there before, and they lost. And, and we all know in the NCAA – a tournament, you need guard play. They have yes, sir. six, five guards that can handle the rock, make timely shots, and make big free throws. We've seen that. We've seen that for two years now. They did it for two years. So, so yeah, they, they have all, everything that it takes. And, I, and, and didn't I tell y'all about Carl Anthony Towns before the season started? I said, look, the big men are coming to the NBA. They're coming. And I'm going to tell you like this. I disagree with Stephen A. Carl Anthony Towns is the best player out of this draft here. Jaleel Okafor over is that Okafor? Well. Yes, even over Okafor. I, I've been said it. I said okay. Carl Towns is more versatile. In, in this Kentucky office, they don't need him to shoot jumpers. But the, the man can shoot. The man can pass. He has the most natural feel for the for, for, for the perimeter game as a big man I've ever seen. And he's 18, and you haven't even seen that in college yet. I've I, I seen that in highlights. I'm like, yo, this dude is ready. He's MB, he, His game is NBA ready right now. Physically, he's not, but his game is NBA ready. So is Jaleel. But I'm telling you, if you give me the first pick, I'm taking Carl Anthony Towns, man. That dude is the truth. Yeah, he got to work okay. on his footwork, though. Yeah, yeah, I don't think his footwork is as good as, as Okafor. But, I mean, you know, time will tell. We got a little time before we get closer to he, the he, tra- he traveled a couple of times on, on some of those on some of those posts. Like, he, 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 like, he, he, hey, the refs didn't even, like, didn't even call that. Like, he, he stuttered his feet like a mug. I said, he needs to work on his footwork. And once he would get hey. his footwork down back, he'll be good. Hey, I'm with hey, people hey, though, man. I, I'm I'm taking Towns. <laughs> I'm taking Oklahoma. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying like. I'm just saying like he, he was just traveling. That's all. I'm, I'm not saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. He, he got his stuff to work on. He got. He still got his stuff what? to work on. And and I think in this draft is really going to depend on who gets number one pick because you can't. I don't think you go wrong with either one. You mm-hmm. like you have a franchise changing piece, whichever one that you take. It just depends on the team and how that team is constructed or how they want to be constructed. It depends on who goes number one, but I don't think it's a consensus. I think it's either or this year. It's either. You or. know why I give Towns the slight edge? I think it has to do with his free throw shooting. You know, it's hard to find a big man that that can shoot free throws. Mm-hmm. I think when it comes to uh, skills in the low post, this was my first time really seeing Towns work in the low post. 
uh, for a, a long as it's in a period of in a, in a game. You know, with Okafor, man, you you see him work, and that 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 boy can he can do some damage down there. But um, it's yeah. so so uh, you know I, I think you know what else. Ken, his yes. upside is greater because of his perimeter game, right? Like, Jaleel's going to dominate the post. We know that. We know, we see it now. He's going to dominate the NBA the same way, and, and he's only going to get better. He's going to come in, he's going to dominate. You know, in games, I, I don't know if he's going to be an every-game dominate type of player, but, you know, you're, you're going to see flashes and glimpses. But Carl Towns has another facet to his game that I don't think Jaleel ever has. You know, like I, I think Carl Towns can play out at the three-point line. Jaleel is never going to be able to do that. And he can. De- I think he's going to be a better rim defender. So just based off of those two things alone, I mean, and, and he, he, he's a better player in my estimation. I think he's easier to build around when you have more weapons in your arsenal. Yeah, Tom, I think time will tell. I think uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Okafor just because I think he has a better – I think he has a bigger upside – I mean, and again, like I said, I think time will tell because we and we still have to, you know, hell, we may even see these two match up head to head, you know, come Monday night. Um, the thing that I had just that I took away just and I just wrote a couple of notes down from um, from this past weekend, uh, Wisconsin, they shot 15 of 19 in the second half, all jumpers, and they have they currently have in in Decker and in uh, Frank the Tank. Kaminsky, they have two players averaging 20 points in the tournament. Uh, Kentucky, conversely, went nine for nine for the last two, nine for, my, nine for nine from the field for the last 10 minutes of the game. And I think, I think, uh, not Oklahoma, I was going to say Oklahoma, I think Notre Dame had them, man, and Notre Dame had them right there. I just, based on what I saw, I, I think Notre Dame had enough to win. And I think that's as – and, FIFO, you touched on a good point. I think I've said this all season long. I would like to see how Kentucky was going to react once they were in a close game against a competitive opponent with five minutes or less to go. And that's what we got. And, like, and I think what you said is key. They did not waver whatsoever. We were all texting each other during the game. And they did not – and I thought that was very impressive that – even when they couldn't, because for a while Kentucky couldn't get over the hump as far as taking the lead. Even once they took the lead, they you know they they didn't stop. They just kept going at, at Notre Dame, and I think Notre Dame kind of, I think the air kind of let out of them once they um, relinquished the lead. Um, Michigan State, they only excuse me Louisville coming into the game against Michigan State only gave up 22 points in transition over their last 10 games. Michigan State got 23 points against them on on last Saturday, so that that was key. And uh, as far as Duke, only three turnovers for the entire game uh, the other day against Gonzaga. I thought that was huge. If you can play like that and get up and down the court against a team like Gonzaga, and only turn the ball over like you mentioned earlier, guard play, I think that's paramount. If you the team that can play well together and don't turn the ball over. You know, those are the teams that really have a good chance of winning. So, that, those are my um, <laughs> those are my stats or notes I came away from the weekend, man. So it's going to be it's going to be phenomenal coming up here on Saturday. The games tip off. We got uh, Michigan State and Duke and Kentucky and uh, Wisconsin. Um, so let's start right there, man. By the time we hit the air next week, a national champion would have been crowned. Ken. Who wins the national championship? Um, 
Well, real quickly, uh, also uh, Notre Dame missed missed some key free throws down the stretch too. Um, oh, they did. They sure did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was uh, also another uh, problem for them and left over there. Um, I, I I'm I'm sticking to my guns, man. I think that the test that they got from Notre, Notre Dame was um, may have been a, a wake up call. I think they may have gotten people's attention. I think that they will be prepared to face a team like Wisconsin. So I'm going to stick with, with Kentucky. So I got Kentucky winning that game and going to the uh, to championship game. Um, I, Kaminsky is, is going to be a problem, but, I mean, <laughs> let, let, let's face it, Kentucky can run three different seven-footers at him um, to defend him, so uh, they'll be okay. I don't see um, Wisconsin really being able to get the penetration uh they may, uh, but I don't really see them being able to get down there the way uh, Notre Dame was able to get to the hoop and, and break down Kentucky that way um, because I think that Calipari may have learned a lot from that game to, to um, hopefully make some adjustments you know, while he has time to prepare. Um, you know, I think they have guys that can guard Decker. You know, and, okay. and like Bray, Bray said, you know, over 40 minutes, it just wears you out. You can't get to the rim, and eventually at some point you have to work so hard when you get there just to get a shot off or you're altering your shot, you know, that at some point you're gonna be, it's just going to wear you out. And I didn't even really think about that until Brace said it. Um, and you know how they're, they're just able to shrink the court. So I, I think that, you know, I think they'll get them. I, I think Towns will hopefully keep his head on straight and, and – and uh, he'll be a factor in the game, but yeah, I got I got, I got Wisconsin, uh, Kentucky winning that game um, because and the other thing is they needed a, a, a special second half in order to put away uh, Arizona, who played uh, a, a heck of a game, and I thought they were going to win that too. Mm-hmm. Um, Duke, Michigan State, man. <laughs> Uh, he's he Izzo is one and uh, eight against Coach K. Uh, they have Okafor, who who is a problem. They have uh, I think his name Trey Lyles. Wait, not Trey, not Trey Lyles. Who's the other guy? Um, uh, he's he's a he's a guard for a dude. And, and Justice Justice. Oh my God, that that guy. Winston, they yeah. have like three guys that that. That are problems, um, but Gonzaga, Gonzaga, they had them. <laughs> they had them. The, the, uh, uh, the guy missed the wide, uh, missed the point blank layup. Put and it changed, yeah. And it changed the whole you know game. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, when he missed that about. layup, can't it, it, it went downhill from Gonzaga right there. That, yeah, that very much. So, mm-hmm. And and uh, and they they were right there. Um, I didn't have Duke in the national championship game. Mm-hmm. And I, while I would love to see a Duke-Kentucky finals, I'm going to ride with the hot team, man. I'm going, I'm going with Thomas. Though. I, I think <laughs> this man is going to study the tape. He's going to come up with some type of game plan, and I may be reaching. And come next Tuesday, we'll know if I reach. And that's fine. Forgive me for being a prisoner of the moment. 
of riding with Izzo because that team is hot. They're playing with a, I mean, a lot of, a lot of resolve, man. Trice is is balling. Valentine is balling. Uh, uh, ah, is his name Dawson? Mm-hmm. Balling, man. Like all of these guys are so locked in right now. They're making big plays. They're, 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 they're. I, I can't go against them, man. I, I think there looks like there's something special here, and uh, and I'm gonna ride them out, man. So. I'm gonna take them into the finals, and can, they, 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 they're not gonna do anything with Kentucky. So, uh, Kentucky, Michigan State finals. Kentucky wins it all, and uh, and and that's what I got. Understand? I, I, I look. I'm going with my heart because I would love to see Michigan State in it, but because uh, I'm just a big fan of Izzo. So if I get it right, wrong, oh well. Okay. Okay. What about you, FIFO man? Who 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 plays next Monday night and ultimately at eleven twenty five, who's cutting down the nets? Um, I, I I think it's gonna be Duke and Kentucky. I think that's what everybody wants. I think that's what the network wants. Uh, and not just because that's what they want, I just think that those are the two best teams left. Um, honestly. Uh I think Wisconsin's definitely up there, but they they just not deep enough for Kentucky. They just not deep enough. Um, but I, I definitely think it's going to be Kentucky Duke, and, and I'm going to go with Kentucky all the way. They, they, they just, they're too deep. They're too big. You know, Willie Colley Stein, like, I, I don't know if y'all watching what I'm watching, but this man switches on the perimeter, and he stays in front of smaller guards that are agile, quick. Obviously, I'm not saying he's shutting them down out there, but, man, the way he moves out there, he makes Kentucky that more versatile. And, and I just I don't know how how you can beat that in college. Like there's I I don't think I've seen a college team that big. You know what I'm saying? Like and I don't I know I don't watch college like that. But Kentucky's the truth, man. The boys they done been there last year. They ready. They hungry. Um and they got the talent and they got the coach. They got the the, the swag and the pizzazz and everything, man. And Duke they they just don't have enough depth. After Jaleel, who they, who they next big man? I wait. So, I got, I, got, I got Kentucky, man. What about you, B? Uh, who, who who makes it, man? And, and and who's cutting down the nets? Kentucky. I mean, I'm I'm going what I originally picked in my bracket. I'm going right, when I right. originally picked at the beginning of the season after they blew out Kansas, like like one of their first games of the season. I was like, this Kentucky squad is unreal. This school Calipari got nine McDonald All Americans on one team. That is like unreal. Um, and then when the product, it was just proven, you know, on the court. Um, one thing I will say, though, this Michigan State fiasco is, I think, is is another proof of why coaching is another key factor, why it's very important in the, in the NCAA tournament. I mean, it come is. on, because on, on paper, Michigan State, you would not have guessed Michigan State being a Final Four type of team. It, it just shows you the importance of coaching in the NCAA tournament. Um I'm just going, even, you know, my heart, of course, I can't stand Duke. I cannot stand Duke. I cannot stand Duke. I never liked the Duke as a kid. I still don't like Duke now. But um, my heart, of course, is going with Michigan State. I, 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 everybody, I don't want Michigan State to lose to. It is Duke. But, you know, my bracket, I originally had Kentucky and Duke playing in the, in the um, national championship because Duke had a freaking easy, easy region. Like, they always give Duke the easy region. Um, in the bracket in the tournament. So that's why the reason why I picked Duke to, to make it all the way. Um, so, yeah, I got Duke 
Kentucky and Championship. And I had Kentucky cutting down the nets at around 11.25 this upcoming Monday. Yeah, man, I, I'm. I gotta go with Kentucky, Kentucky man. This <laughs> dude is crazy. I gotta go with Kentucky, man. I think. Um, I think it'll be Kentucky and Duke. I think we're. I think. I really think. If if you're listening to us, you really need to be in front of a TV come Saturday for both games and then Monday night because I think we're gonna see two great games that are probably gonna both gonna. I wouldn't be surprised if they both went in overtime. I think we're going to get two great games on Saturday. I think we're going to get a great game Monday night. Um, I just think I think Kentucky just has a way of wearing you down. And I think ultimately we may have to go back to the Notre Dame game and figure out that that might have been the closest that they've come to getting beat. Um, and I'm not, and that's not to say that Wisconsin won't stand a chance because Decker and, and, and Frank the Tank are rolling right now. I mean, but – like you said, when you, when it's time to go to their bench, who do you go to? When Kentucky goes to that bench, their bench is stronger. Duke poses a different type of mentality because Duke, you know, they've got guys, uh, you know, who can play different. They got they have interchangeable pieces. So you know, while they won't bang with you inside, they will finesse you and they'll lull you to sleep. And they they're very good in transition. So, um, but I'm looking forward to it, man. I think we I think we really truly in store for some great games come Saturday as well as Monday night. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, in my bra- I have no way of winning the brackets, but I picked Kentucky to win it all, so I'm going to stick with Kentucky. <laughs> the phone number to call in, 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. You're locked in to the best place, the place where sports opinions collide, dead-end sports. Let's jump to the phone line. Let's go to the six man, our boy Q. Q, what up? What's good? What's going what on, Q? Up? Chilling, man. Chilling, chilling. Congratulations for that shout out, man. That was huge for y'all, man. Very, very proud, man. Very, very proud. Appreciate it. Great Appreciate moment. it, man. That's great moment. Yeah, man. Um, so, a couple things. I want to talk about just draft talk real quick, NCAA, stuff like that. So my six is lost, right? And what else is new, right? We 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 lost to the Lakers, and Lakers fans lost their mind because they wanted to lose that game so bad. Because now they have a chance of losing their top five pick to us, and there's a very good chance that it's going to happen now because they have the second easiest remaining schedule in the NBA. I mean, nothing is a sure thing. But it's looking like we could get that pick. It's a 50-50 chance now. And, like, before this this loss, it was, like, a 12% chance. Now it's, like, 50-50. So I just want to, like, keep re-updating y'all that plan that Sam Hickey is doing is very well working. So just know that if we come out of this draft with any of those two elite point guards and a secondary player, like, a Justice Winslow or a Stanley Johnson at picks three and six. And then not to mention we have the Miami pick at 11 and the OKC pick at 18. There's a very good chance we come out this draft with some quality players. And next year we, we, we will see Joel Embiid come back. And then the year after that we have Dario Saris coming over from the EuroLeague who he's been leading in MVP like every month 
he's been over there. So I'm going to give an update on that. In terms of, like, you know, the whole Towns and Okafor, you know, conversation, when I when I was scouting Okafor myself, because, you know, I'm always, you know, draft watching or whatever, the one thing that stuck out to me is he has a defensive, like, deficiency. He's not that good on defense. And his post moves to me, they're polished for a college player, but there's a certain thing that people draft off of now. When you draft a player, you usually draft off of, okay, what can he do now, but what is his ceiling? I think Okafor's ceiling is not even close to what Carl Anthony Towns' ceiling is because what Carl Anthony Towns is going through is the same thing that DeMarcus Cousins went through. When you look at DeMarcus Cousins, nothing about him in Kentucky, like in my personal opinion, screamed he he could be a top two center in the league. Not like nothing about him said that to me. I said, yo, he could be a good one, but it's because the time that Calipari gave him, he only gave him like he only gave Demarcus like I believe he only played a good eighteen minutes a game. That's not that's not that's not much because Kentucky runs a, a platoon system. Same thing that Carl Anthony Towns is going through. And you look at Demarcus now and he's one of the best top two big men in the league right now, top three. So I think Carl Anthony Towns, when you look at his footwork, it needs a little work. But just the raw mechanics of what he can do, his scoring ability, the fact that he can hit his free throws, he's a threat. And teams like, you know, the Timberwolves and teams like um, the, the Knicks, they would love to have Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, no and I think either of them, either of them is a toss-up. I personally, I don't. I hope we get to be a third pick because I know Sam Hinkie would be crazy enough to just say, you know what, just bring in Carl Anthony down. We would have a core of Noel Embiid and just out of nowhere, like just crazy. I hope we get the third pick. But when it comes down to March Madness, I think my final four is completely trash. Like I had Villanova, I had Arizona, I had Duke, and I had Kentucky, and I got two of them. Other two. Out obviously. So when it comes down to this matchup coming up this this uh this weekend or I think it's this week, uh I got Izzo man. I think Izzo, I think it's just time to stop doubting him. You know I think everyone is gonna pick Duke because they have you know the potential number number one pick or whatever. But the thing about Izzo is that he play like he makes his players believe in the defense first. He makes his right. players believe that you can stop any offense. There's no one who who could stop us. You have the power to stop any offense. And he makes them buy into it. Same with Calipari, his defense, same thing. So I think the two will be Michigan State and Kentucky. And I think it's going to be a close one. I really do. If Izzo gets to the championship, it wouldn't shock me if he won it. It really wouldn't because I I believe in Tom Izzo that much. I think he's one of the most underappreciated coaches in college basketball right now. Of course. Of course. Of course. He's one of the most underappreciated, but he's one of the guys who consistently competing, consistently putting together great teams, and he's never really had lottery talent. He's never really had that. Right. Exactly. I mean, he's he's never had, you know, a Michigan, you know, he's never really had a Jalil. He's never had a D'Angelo Russell, and he's constantly in Elite Eights, constantly in Final Fours. And I think that it's time to stop betting against him. But Kentucky, on the other hand, they are so real. I came and like I came a lot. I, I was so salty when when Notre Dame lost. I was salty because I just thought that Notre Dame had it. 
I thought they had it. They had it. I was I was heated. I, they had it. But I'm but going you know, with. Go no, ahead, go. You know what? You know what? You. I, I mean, I feel you. But in a way, I, I kind of want to witness history. Like to be honest with you, like I mean, you know, I didn't witness the '76 Indiana Hoosiers when they were undefeated. So I'm like, I'm candy. like more of like a. Huh? Oh, me and Candy. I didn't witness it. I didn't witness it. You know, y'all, y'all, y'all got some years on me. I didn't witness it. But, yeah, I, I'm kind of more of a fan. Hey, Ken was there. Yeah, I want to see. I, I kind of want to see Kentucky go 40-0. and 0, Just to say, hey, you know what? I witnessed that. Like, I, I saw that in my lifetime. I mean, that's just right. me personally. But, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, my heart is with Michigan State. But, you know, Q, Michigan State, Tom Mizzle is 1-8 and eight against uh, Coach K. And Tom Mizzle has got blown out in the championship game before by uh, North Carolina. So, yeah, I, but that was a month when North Carolina was great. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. This, this Kentucky team is pretty great too. So we, I, I, you know, I don't think it. I don't know if it'll be a close game, man. I, I don't know. You know what? They, you know what? Just space. like the crazy thing is, is that when it comes to Tom Izzo, you always count him out, but he always finds a way to get back in there. Yep. You know. Yep. It's probably yep. finding a way to get back in there. Yo, just real quick, FIFA, real quick, man. I need just you to pick one. If you're if you're the Sixers, you got the third pick. You go with D'Angelo Russell or Moutier. FIFO. Is he thinking? Or he on mute? Or he no. on mute? He's probably on mute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my bad. Yeah. I didn't hear you. What did you say? I said, if you had the third pick and you're the Sixers, do you take D'Angelo Russell or Emmanuel Moutier? Moutier. Moutier. I need you to explain that. I think that Moutier physically is more explosive. I think that's the biggest difference. Um, to me, both of them are combo guards that can play the one and the two. Um, they can score when need be. Mm-hmm. But um, I just think Moutier athletically has a higher upside, which is the reason why I would take him. But I like them both. I, like, I, don't, I don't think you go wrong. I think the top four picks, which I think is the two big men and then them two, you can't go wrong with whoever you get. Like, if you get one or two of them guys, you're going to be all right. Okay. Oh, that's all I got for, for, for this week, man. I, I just want y'all to know that Danny Hip Hop, I've been watching that for years, watching that football. This is probably my fourth year watching it. And every little bit of success, I enjoy seeing it happen. You know, I'm glad that I could contribute, regardless of how small or how big it is, regardless. I'm glad that I could be a part of anything uh, to contribute to y'all. And y'all deserve it, man, because this is one of the probably my favorite YouTube channel, and it's probably my favorite other YouTube channel that is sports. So, you know, shout out to y'all. And, uh, you know, Mike, stop doubting me, man. You know, simple as that, you know. <laughs> appreciate you, Q. Hey, appreciate hey it, man. man. Appreciate it, Q, as always, man. Thanks for calling in, man. We definitely appreciate the love, brother. All right, man. Have a good week. All right, you too, bro. Peace. Phone number Q call, 646-478-0356. Let's keep it jumping, man. We got the phone lines cracking off. Let's go to 831. 831, you're on with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from? Hey, what's good, y'all? Oh, got a dog in the background. Who's this? Nico. Oh, sorry, my dog. Nico, what's up, man? Hey, how you guys doing? Uh... Yeah, uh, shout out to Q. Shout out to y'all for getting on the the Kendrick thing. That was awesome. I just saw it a couple minutes ago before the show started. That's that's crazy, y'all. As a fan for like the last four or five years, like Q was, man. That seeing y'all grow from 
where y'all were then to where y'all now. Like, I still remember Hip Hop Minute. Like, yeah, it's awesome. Oh it's man! Oh damn! Yeah, you was there for you been you been riding with for a minute then. Shit! Wow! I know, yeah, right? So, it's awesome. It's awesome to see how how y'all got, uh, grown. But uh, to the final four, uh, man. My heart says Wisconsin because they're on fire right now, especially the way Decker's playing. Because Decker's been playing the way he did against Arizona the whole tournament. I don't know if you guys saw the Coastal Carolina game, but every like every single time, even though it was a one versus sixteen, but every single time Coastal Carolina tried to get a little momentum, Decker would just hit a three and just walk off, like it was nothing. So I think they have a good chance of beating Kentucky. And even though Kentucky has more depth, I think considering it is a tournament game that a lot of those things kind of, you know, don't matter as much like the, like the NBA playoffs. But I don't know. It's going to be tough. But on the other side, I got Izzo. Um, Travis Trice, uh, he's actually from my hometown in Ohio, so I got a little bit of a bias towards okay. Michigan State right now. So that's okay. – I got – my heart says Wisconsin and uh, Michigan State because I think there would be a better title game. But I think – at the end of the day, Kentucky is probably going to go against Michigan State, and as I don't really want that to happen because I feel like Michigan State would get blown out. Right? Yep. So you think uh, you think Duke Kentucky is the better better uh, matchup? I think it's the better matchup, and I'm kind of upset that Wisconsin won't. Well, I wish Wisconsin and Kentucky was the title game personally, but okay. I, I think this is going to be a hell of a matchup, Nico. I really do. I think um, you know people are. And not not us on the phone, but I think people are really, really sleeping on this Wisconsin team, man. And I think, you know, for all we've talked about Coach K and we've talked about Calipari, we've talked about Izzo, of course, Bo Ryan, man, damn good coach. Damn good coach. And his teams, the one thing I like about this team, and, and not just this team in particular, but all of Bo Ryan's teams, they never beat themselves. You know, if, if you beat, if, if, if Kentucky wins, It'll be because Kentucky's a better team, not necessarily because Wisconsin beat themselves. So I think that's going to be key uh, come Saturday. Yeah, I can see that. But one thing that was different with the Arizona game for Wisconsin is Wisconsin did something that they never did all season. That was foul the way they did. They averaged, like, I think, what was it, like seven fouls per game, and they had like 14, 15, something like that against Arizona. That's the only mm-hmm. reason Arizona was still in the game because they were getting so many shots from the free throw line. So I think if they can play, go back to playing the way they usually do throughout the season and not foul as much, they're going to have a much better chance of beating Kentucky than I feel like some people are giving. Well, you know what Calipari says, right? Uh, he said, he says, uh, and I, he said this. Uh, one of the commentators said it. He says that he, he doesn't bring, he doesn't substitute. He brings in reinforcements. So. <laughs> I know, yeah, like, yeah. Who says that, dude? That's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, I hear what you're saying about um, the bench and maybe Calipari using a shorter rotation, but he doesn't have to. His, his, the five that he has on the bench could start against Wisconsin's five. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, let's yeah, just keep it real. Can. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of crazy. So, um so anyway, so yeah, I, I think they will have uh, a slight because the two guards they have on the bench, man, that the boys can shoot. Uh, Ulis hit a huge three um, in that game yeah. when they were down six, and um, and and the, and the other guy, um, God, Booker, I think. are you talking about Booker? 
Yeah, 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 Booker. Yeah, yeah. He's so a good three-point shooter, too. Yeah, so they bringing in offense off the bench. You already have experience with the Harrison Twins and their size, so he has so many options. But I guess it really – it's going to come down to coaching, I think. It's going to depend on what – right out of my mouth, Ken. And I, yeah, think, because, I think one thing that, that you have to remember, too, that I think bodes well for the better coach is that these teams, you know, they're, they're all from different conferences, so it's not like they see each other during the regular season. You know, so that's when that's when scouting really comes into play. You know, how how can you break down film? How can you gain some type of competitive advantage and exploit maybe what, you know, another team is doing? I know I know they don't play each other during the season, but uh, they did play. I think there is a little bit of a revenge factor for Wisconsin because they're tired. Just seeing because uh, that shot from Harrison last year is just I don't know if you all remember watching the game, but when that shot went in, I I looked at Wisconsin's bench, and it, it was the most demoralizing thing I've ever seen. Yeah, man, it, it, it's tough when you when you battle and, and you're, you're playing that hard, and then a guy just steps up and and he and to be honest, prior to hitting that three, Harrison really wasn't playing that great of a game, you know, technically speaking. Uh, but he hit a, he hit a couple of big shots, got that drive going to the basket, and next thing you know. Kentucky's back up, and I think, like I said earlier, the 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 wind kind of left their sails after that. Man, they were just Notre Dame was just a little dejected, and I don't know if they could have gotten over that hump. Um, much like Gonzaga, when Gonzaga when that guy missed that 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 uh, layup, that bunny. I mean, it was he was right there at, at, at the rim when he missed that layup. I think they went like on a six zero run after that. Duke did, and the game never it it, it never got any closer. So you know it's. It, sometimes, man, it's the little things. It's the little things, and those little atten- little things, when you pay attention to detail, you know, is could be the deciding factor in winning uh, a national championship come uh, Monday night. Yeah, I agree. Um, going to Q's question, um, yeah, Sixers got to take D'Angelo. I think it's a no-brainer. I think okay. there's a lot of there's a lot of X factors when it comes to getting players from overseas. I think. The other guys overseas, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 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 they are. Yeah, so that's just where I'm at right there. I don't know because I'm an Ohio what? State fan, so I've been watching well, he, D'Angelo play a lot. No, I, and I feel you, but Moody Moody is American. He just didn't qualify for college, which is the reason. Yeah, I'm he was playing overseas. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, and, yeah. So he, and he was balling before he before he twisted his ankle. Like I, the, the dudes, I think averaging in this, like 23 over there. So, so, He's immensely talented. I think they both are. I just think that Moutier's ceiling is just a little bit higher due to athletic ability. And and that's that's not taking anything away from DeAndre Russell. But, you know, when when you're blessed where you didn't have to work for something and you know how to use it, that that, that gives you an unfair advantage. Just ask Russell Westbrook. (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, hey, well, I also agree. In, Nico. Go, go ahead, real quick. Oh, sorry. I just want to say, I also agree. I think FIFA said it. Um, Carl, Carl Anthony Towns is, I think, is much better than Joel Okafor. I think he's got way higher upside. Just because we, I think we've seen, you know, where Jaleel Okafor's ceiling will be, but you, we haven't seen Carl Anthony's mid-range game, and I think that's one thing he hasn't shown us just because the system he's in. Time will tell, and we we could see them go head to head uh, come Monday night, man. It, it, it's definitely going to be worth looking out for. 
Hey, as always, man, we thank you for calling in, Nico, man. We appreciate it, brother. All right, man. You guys have a good one. Congratulations on the shout-out. Thanks. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace. Phone number, Nico, call 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. Now let's turn our attention to the pro game. Uh, We have one hour down and got another hour to go. You're locked in to the best sports talk show on the air, the place where sports opinions collide, dead end sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. Joined by my partners, Beezy, Cannon, FIFO. Hit us up, 646-478-0356. Um, this next subject, man, I'm not going to lie. I ain't even really want to talk about it. <laughs> I really didn't want to talk about it, man, because it, it sounds so gossipy and sounds so like seventh grade, seventh grade-ish. It took me back to Williams Middle School. Uh, shout out to Williams. Um, LeBron James and Kevin Love, man. Um, there's been speculation uh, these past, I don't know, few weeks that there's, I don't want, and I hate using the word beef, um, but there's been speculation about the fact that LeBron and Kevin Love don't necessarily get along. Now, we've all seen LeBron for the last four years be very, very close to Dwayne Wade. Um and, and they've been, you know, they were like Batman and Robin. They were inseparable. They hung out off the court. They hung out together on the court, yada, yada, yada. And they even brought Chris Bosh into the mix. Uh, Kyrie and LeBron are developing a very good relationship on the basketball court as well as off the basketball court. Um, at some point in time last week, some Cleveland Cavaliers players took a like a selfie or something like that and on the plane, and Kevin Love wasn't in the picture. And Kevin Love had some choice words a few weeks ago when a reporter asked him, um, I'm sorry, he was on, I think he was on either Dan Patrick or Mike and Mike, and they asked him about the MVP, if he had an MVP vote. Kevin Love said he would, he thought that Russell Westbrook should get the MVP vote. And he came back and right behind it he said, well, you know, and I think, Le, you know, LeBron is definitely deserving and James Harden is deserving and uh, Steph Curry is deserving. He said, but I give it to Westbrook. Keep in mind that Love and Westbrook played together in college at UCLA. Um, That being said, there's some speculation about the fact that they don't necessarily get along. Uh, Kevin Love said, you know, they don't hang out off the court. They, you know, they go their separate ways, but he's like, you know, they have a good relationship. So that got me to thinking, and it's been the talk probably for the last week and a half, and we didn't even get to it last week, but I wanted to throw this out to you guys. Um, and FIFA, I'll start first with you. Two-part question. Do you think LeBron and Love need to get along to win a title? And then the second part is, do you think that Cleveland as a whole has enough to win the title? Man. Yo, Kyle, honestly, man, look, we, we've been doing this better sports shit for a minute, man. This is like the two easiest questions you've ever asked me. <laughs> I'm just saying. But, look, when it comes to LeBron and K-Love, I don't have to like you. You just need to respect me. We just need Mm. to have mutual work relationship respect. Everybody that I work with, I don't have to like, but I respect you as a professional. 
and I'll ask of you a thing that I, you know, that I really expect, and you should ask of me as you expect as well. And as long as we have that understanding and everybody does their job, then guess what? We're going to have a symbiotic relationship that is going to probably commence in a championship run. Now, with the second part of the question, do they have enough? Hell yeah, they have enough. What are you talking about? Over since the All Star break, this is the number one offense in the NBA. Like, like pe- 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 people, they're sleeping on that. Defensively, they're middle of the pack, but you know, for the majority of the season, they've been way down below. Um, so now they're majority uh, middle of the pack defensively. They are number one offensively. Uh, LeBron and Kyrie are currently on a tear, and and K Love is averaging seventeen and ten. That is. Excellence for a third wheel. We're talking about a guy that has played in the front court with Anderson Vareja, Tristan Thompson, and Timothy Mosgoff, right? All these guys are rebounders. They're known for rebounding. And K-Love is still getting double-digit rebounding. Now, does it look pretty every night? No, but this is the first year. It's a work in progress. But guess what? They're too talented, and they're too prototypical at every position not to be able to compete night in, night out. And then their two best players are better than your two best players on every right. team in the NBA right now. So, yeah, I, hey, Cleveland definitely has enough. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, Ken, Ken, your take on it, man. Uh, do they have to get along to win a title? And uh, do you think they have enough to win a title? Yeah, yeah, of course I think they have enough to win a title. Do you have to get along? I think it helps. Um, I, I, I don't know if it's it's a crucial element to winning a title because um, I, I think when it comes down to you focusing on that one goal, as long as the two guys that don't get along are locked in on achieving that one goal, they'll get along on the court and do what's needed to be done. Now, that being said, I do think that team chemistry – is an important factor to being able to endure the hard times in you know uh, in the playoffs. But um, as long as everybody's on the same page and, and focused on that one goal, I think it's not a necessity. And and really, it all comes down to the coach. The coach has to make sure that the players, even the ones that are not getting along, are all focused on achieving you know the 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 quest of winning a title. Now, as far as talent, oh yeah, I mean they have more. I, yeah, they have enough right now, man. The 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 moves they made during the season to bring in J.R. Smith and Amon Shumpert, and uh, we already know what Tristan Thompson can do in Moskov. I think that was what they needed to kind of help push them to the point to where they could contend for a championship. Um, and in all honesty, if they come out of the East. Depending on who they match up with, I would say they could probably win it now. I have to see who they'll match up with, though, so don't hold me to that. Like, if they're <laughs> matching up against the Spurs, uh, I don't know about that. You know what I'm saying? But if they get any, and, and maybe even Golden State, you know, because, you know, they've been playing together for a while. But I, I think anybody else can get got, you know, coming out of the West. And they have a winning record against the West, which is the gold standard in the NBA right now. And that's what people use as a measuring stick for teams in the East. So, um, so that being said, having the record, having the talent now, 
and having Irving and LeBron playing at the high level that they are, and having a guy that they haven't even fully figured out a way to implement into their system, still putting up seventeen and ten, yeah, they got it. They, they got they got more than enough. Now, once they get him going, oh man, I, I I think they'll be damn near unstoppable. Now they have to improve defensively, but Moskov has uh, cluttered up the middle, and we all know Shumpert kind of makes his living of defending guys on on the perimeter. So and, and the wing. So you know, I I, I think they'll be fine, man. We just got to see how the rest of the year plays out. Can they go in with a bit of momentum, and you know, um, and can they stay healthy? Because Kevin Love has, you know, he's had some health issues, and right. because of those health issues, I think that's also going to be why I'm kind of leaning towards him returning in the off season. Because uh, you know, I don't know if anybody. Well, I don't know. We'll 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 get to that when we get to it. But anyway, right. to answer your question, uh, yeah, I think they'll be okay. What about you, B? Uh, do they have to get along to make it work? And uh, do you think that they have enough to get it done? Oh man, this chatty patty issue. Uh, shout out to you, man. Q, 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 Q uh, he, he tweeted me, and I, and I was like, man, you took the word right out of my mouth. I said, man, this is so chatty patty. I can't believe that that um, that um the NBA and the media is really, like, talking about this, like, hyping this up or making But you know what, B, is, is it the story. NBA? The little, the, little, the little Instagram picture, the Instagram picture. Okay, big deal. Kevin Love wasn't in it. Woo, whoop de do. There's a lot of other teammates that weren't in it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, why... Why just only point out Kevin Love? Why not say, oh, LeBron didn't take a, a, a full team photo? Why he didn't Instagram a full team photo? Chatty Patty. And then plus, uh, to answer your question about do players need to get along, um, let's not remember uh, Shaq and Kobe. They Every time they win a championship, going to the offseason, they'd be bickering, telling each other, seeing, telling who's cheating on who, who's doing what. Oh, he's too fat, he's out of shape. And then they come the following season to win championship. So, I mean, that proof right there is no players don't have to get along. Like people said, as long as you respect each other within that 94 by 50 feet line and, and when right. it's time to take care of business, that's all that matters. I mean, that's all that matters. You don't have to go – I don't have to go play cards at the house every every weekend or I don't have to do all this. If if I respect you enough to say, hey, look, when I'm on the court, we, we our main goal, we got the same goal, and it's to win a championship, win these games, then I'm all for it. I don't have to get along with you. It was it was dudes that I played high school ball with. I got along with pretty much most of my teammates, but it was one of our, uh, one of our uh, stars – I didn't really get along with him that much. But when we played, we played basketball, it was we both had a common goal, and that was to win games. So, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, we jumped and laughed and stuff and, and, and during games. But after the game was over, it was like, you know, whatever, get on whole ass name or whatever. You know, it's just like whatever. So, I mean, I don't think I don't think you have to get along with a person. Right, right, right. Or, you know, long as long as that common goal is the same and, and y'all have that mutual respect on the basketball court or football field or baseball or whatever, whatever you do. It doesn't matter, man. On the other stuff is Chatty Patty. I, I I agree, man. Like I said, it, it it I felt the need to bring it up, man. I, I think let me answer the question. I, I think they they have more than enough to win. I don't think they're gonna win, but I think they but that's not the question. I think they have more than enough to win at all. Um anytime you, you have LeBron James, I mean you can take LeBron James and, and I mean LeBron James went to the finals with Eric Snow. I mean, so <laughs> he surely can't go with Kyrie and Kevin Love. Um, as far as Kevin Love's production, people threw out some stats, but I, I one stat that kind of came took me by surprise was that Kevin Love is only averaging seven minutes in the fourth quarter. Um, 
it, which speaks to the point where I don't, and like Ken said, I don't, I don't even want to jump into it too much into it. We'll talk about it. I'm pretty sure the summer gets closer and closer, but I don't think Kevin Love's coming back. For one, he's not being utilized the way that he would like to be utilized in this in this in this offense, David Blatt's offense. And Kevin Love wants max money. And David Blatt's already come out and said he's not a max player. So when you add all of that up, and I'm pretty sure there'll be more than a few teams, one being the Lakers, lining up to fatten his pockets, he's going to leave, especially if he can get his hands on a ring. Um, that being said, as far as getting along, no, you don't have to get along. I mean, you guys play basketball, so I know it's a it's a little bit different dynamic because it's it's not as many players. Um, I play football, so it, it was so many dudes on the team. There's no way that you can be close to everybody on the team. I mean, if you had, I mean, like, and I was when I was thinking about the show, like, at any given moment, I had, especially in college. You had 80, 85, maybe 90 guys on a team. So if you actually knew everybody by name, that was good. <laughs> so, But you weren't going to be friends with everybody. I mean, I have, I have teammates that live here in Atlanta, and when I see them, it's all love. But I'm not going to call them up and say, hey, let's let's have a beer. I mean, it's just not. we don't have that right. kind of relationship. Um, but the, like you said, it goes back to I trusted them on Saturdays, and that's all that matters. Yep. I knew that yep. when the ball was kicked off, we, they would be ready. They'd have my back, so forth and so on. We'd represent our school. Um, and so LeBron and Kevin loved on and, and part of it is the media, but I think somewhat they're both feeding into it. Like I saw um, a quote today from LeBron, and the quote said, he said that he only has three friends in the NBA, and everybody else is just teammates. And his three friends were Chris Paul, Carmelo, and, of course, Dwayne Wade. Um and that's fine, but I think when you, especially when, and I don't know if, here's the thing, I don't know the tech, I don't know the, 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 the text of the conversation, but that was the quote. So when you're LeBron and you make that kind of statement, you know, they're going to run with it. Oh, he said, you know, Kevin Love is just, a, I mean, Kevin Love and everybody else are just teammates. And that's fine. He doesn't have to be, I mean, LeBron is, is a kind of different kind of cat because he's still boys with the same dudes he went to high school with. So, right. and he doesn't really, you know, he has a very small circle. And obviously he lets very few people in the circle, including his teammates. And that's okay. I think where this could be problematic for Cleveland, if they get into a six or seven game series with Atlanta or Chicago or in the finals against the Spurs or somebody or Golden State or somebody like that, and all of this stuff festers and they bring it back up. And, LeBron being there before, he knows how to handle this type of stuff. Kevin Love, not as much. So I think that could kind of play with his head. I'm not worried about LeBron. It's Kevin Love that I'm worried about as far as can he handle this because that's the, all. Like you said, it's, it's chatty. It, it shouldn't even be played out. I mean, you know. So what? He wasn't in the picture. Maybe he was in the bathroom. I don't know. Um, but well, it's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out, though. I, I think it, you know what I don't have an issue with the the conversation the the conversation because of everything that took place in the off season of trading Wiggins to bring in Love and then this happens you know it may be viewed as chatty patty you know I get all of that but this has kind of been going on for a while now and you look up and you're kind of wondering like yo like what, what's up with Love but then you know to B's point there was another picture where Love that was out there that love was in the picture and nobody brought that up. 
So right. it just depends on, you know, what circumstances are taking place at that particular time. You know, and, and back to Kevin Love possibly leaving Cleveland to go to L.A., if he can't handle this, he damn sure can't handle L.A. Because L.A., the, the Lakers, that L, the L.A. media ran Dwight Howard out of town because he could not handle it. And Kevin Love is having a tough time adjusting to the type of media. So if you sign for Matt Dollars, hey, his pockets will be fat, and he may be content right. with walking, going home with a fat paycheck and, and, you know, tolerating the media. But if this media, if the media with him playing with LeBron is giving him problems, if he goes to L.A. and get a match contract, they are going to expect him to put up L.A.-type production. Of course. Of course. And and maybe Kevin Love feels like, you know, he could do that because he may be utilized a little bit better than he's being utilized in David Blatt's system. Um, and, and time will tell. I mean, like, and we, we're kind of jumping the gun a little bit, but I think it's a very interesting discussion because, you know, it, it because we know – we're getting closer and closer to playoff time, and, and come playoff time, everything's scrutinized. You know, I mean, <laughs> it just is. And that's just – and here again, it goes back to a point that we made on a video a couple of months ago. Come playoff time, this is something totally new for Kyrie, something totally new for Kevin Love. LeBron's been there. You know, he's got some guys on his team that's been there. I I thought it was interesting that the guy – what's the guy's name? Brian Windhorst, that he said he, – he actually came out and said – LeBron doesn't trust Kevin Love. I think now that's where I draw the line because you don't know that. I mean, you're you're yeah, he's very close to LeBron. I will say that much. But I don't. I, how do we know that? He said in a game situation he trusts James Jones more than he trusts Kevin Love. How do you know that? I don't know that you know that. So I mean, and that's where I think you know it's kind of like the sensationalism of the media kind of stirring the pot a little bit. I, we don't know that. Time will tell. Well, He's been to war with James Jones, though. That's true. That's true. You know, so and, that, and that's, Mike Miller. Like, yeah. and, and Mike Miller, right? That's a good point. So, um, you know, I, I just, I, I thought the need to bring it up just because it's been in the news, and, and again, today LeBron said something that he probably, I don't knock him for saying it, but he's got to know that that's going to be the headline. LeBron is only friends with Carmelo, CP3, and D Wade. I mean, so so what? <laughs> I mean, who cares? Who cares who his friends are? I mean, it doesn't matter. Uh, three six four seven six four six four seven eight zero three five six again six four six four seven eight zero three five six is the phone number to call. I am your host, Twelve Kyle. This is Dead End Sports. Joined by my boys, Beezy, Ken, FIFO. Hit us up six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Uh, as as I mentioned, we're talking NBA, and we're getting closer and closer to the NBA playoffs. Um, so I wanted to kind of throw some things out there to you guys just to bounce off because, you know, as we're getting closer and closer to the um, end of the season, you know, everybody's making a push. You have some teams kind of taking it off, taking their foot off the gas a little bit, like the Hawks and, you know, Spurs and everybody who are kind of resting players. Um, and I'm looking at the standings now. Um so I'm going to throw out a couple of teams to you guys, and you tell me if these teams are pretenders or contenders. Um, Ken, the Chicago Bulls, are they pretenders or are they really legit contenders? 
Uh, pretenders. Yes, yeah, yeah, they're pretenders. I mean, they don't have Derrick Rose, um, you know, and as much as it, it, you know, and I think he needed a full season to round into playoff form. And um, and without that, I, I don't see them doing much in the playoffs. Okay, okay. So you, so okay. So let me add a caveat. Let's assume we get Rose back and we get the same Rose that we got earlier this season. You still not buying? You still not buying Chicago? Nope, nope. Uh, chemistry will be, I, I think, an issue, and I think Derrick Rose. Excuse me, he was having a bit of a problem trusting. You know his teammates. You know he had better players around him, and uh, Mer- Meritage, um, that boy can play now. Paul Gasol yeah. can play. We all know that these guys, uh, 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 um, the Jimmy Jimmy Butler, he, Jimmy Butler he can ball, play. Yeah, yeah we all know up. what Noah can do. So he has help. I don't know if he's at a point now, especially without the playing time, to where he feels like he can trust the help and he may resort to trusting them more when he comes back because of his uh because he's coming off of you know his injury but that remains to be seen so uh for right now i'll just mark them in the pretender category okay you know what Kevin? Okay. i disagree of that's my man people <laughs> this is the reason why i disagree uh, because Derrick Rose is already back to full contact five on five practice right now. So going into the playoffs, I just think that the, the the way that the Bulls play most effectively is when you play through Joe Kim Noah at the high post. If you get the same D Rose back, that's fine. But the thing is, is that you can't play pick and roll basketball with D Rose and win your way to a championship. D Rose is not that guy no more. The best way that the Bulls play is with Joe Kim being the point man and playing off of him. Let him and Gasol get established with the high low, also the rubs when the uh, when the, uh, Mike Dunleavy's come and they rub and Joe Kim has the ball, he just hands it off, sets an automatic pick. That gets the ball moving better. And then D Rose and Jimmy Butler can, can they can go get their own shots when need be, but the best way that they play is that way, and and and, and I just think that that's an adjustment that Thibodeau has to make. Hey, D Rose, we're not gonna we're gonna run less pick and roll. Like like the offense isn't gonna start with you, but you can score out of this. Just be aggressive with it. So I, I just think it's more of a tactical thing. But I, I think that they do have enough. I think that they're the third best team, and I think you got to take them seriously because defense travels, and Gasol has had some forty twenty games. This season, back to back. I agree. Games. I agree. You know what I'm saying? Are you serious right now? Gasol's a two time champion, okay? So, so, and, and, and then you talking about Meritick is is a Euro League MVP. If you're the if you're the best player in the second league in the world, you could come in the NBA and play. You might not be the the, the MVP of this league, but you can play, right. bro. And he's showing that. And that's why I think he's Rookie of the Year because he's doing it in meaningful games, in meaningful minutes. You know what I'm saying? And 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 and, and then you have the depth. Man, look, look, and you know you're going to play hard. I'm not saying that they're just going to pull it all together, but what they have, it travels. They play defense. They get, they can get easy buckets. It's just the style of play has to change a little bit, how you initiate the offense. That's the only thing that needs to change. Okay, okay. Uh, conversely, let me throw, throw one at you, B, uh, before we jump back to the phone lines. Um L.A. Clippers, man, pretenders or contenders? Ooh, contenders. I say they're contenders. 
I think I think I think we kind of said I think I kind of said that last week why they why they contend as long as Blake Griffin as long as nothing happened to Blake Griffin again during the playoffs where he's out or anything like that. But if he's back and he's he's rolling because we already saw what Chris Paul was able to do to keep the team afloat when Blake Griffin was out, him and uh, DeAndre Jordan. So you know, and then JJ Reddick's back shooting the ball real good. So if, if they still if they clicking and, and Blake Griffin get back to his Blake Griffin form, that I, I can see them contenders for real. Because I, I originally picked them, I think to come out the come out the West in in, in what yeah, September did. when we did our previous show. Exactly. So yeah, I got I got on the contender still. Okay, okay, okay. And uh, let me throw in to you, Ken, before we jump to the phone lines. Uh, let's. FIFO, you got FIFO. I'm sorry, FIFO. Yeah, FIFO. Um, the Washington Wizards, FIFO. Pretenders or contenders? Pretenders. Yep. They not I don't really know why, too. And this was a team that was really yeah. hot, you know, yeah, a couple months ago. They were. They were. But I, you know, you know what? what? I think, yeah, FIFO, I think if you would have asked that question in January, we would have said they was contenders. But I don't yep, know what I happened agree. with the Wizards. Yep. But you know what? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Their the early part of the season was very easy for them. If you if you go okay. and look at the matchups, the matchups were easy, so they got off to a good start, but they weren't mm-hmm. able to sustain it because now they got targets on their back. Typically, that that that's what happens to teams, and especially like they, they've dealt with a lot of injuries to key players. Like they've been out for yeah. a while. So you know, like you mix all of that in, and then the rumors of the coach losing the locker room. You know, yeah. that's why I said I, I had to keep Jaw Wall off of my top five because I feel like as a superstar, you sh- like you should rise past that. Like you know what I'm saying? Like like we can go on a five game win streak because I'm willing us because you're a superstar. Even if you're a pass first guy, you can still do that. And he he wasn't able to like overcome that. And you know, I I, I think that's an issue. But I I think that the future is still good. You know what I'm saying? It's just. Playoff series though, yeah. But they need a three. That's their problem. That's that's the weak yeah. link in the in, in the armor. They need they need a perimeter, a bigger perimeter guy that can, that can do some stuff. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and they don't have that. Like Paul Pierce is nice, but come on, man, he, he, he's he, not he's that guy. Yeah. Auto player right, right. was a nice draft pick for need, but he's not necessarily planning out. They got Glenn Rice nope. Junior. You know, no, no, nobody's the answer, and that's what they need. They need an answer right there. So yeah, come home, KD. They, they truly do. Come home, KD. They truly do. Six four six four seven eight zero three five six again. Six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Hey, shout out to our boy Jock man. He said he said the Bulls are definitely uh, contenders. He said Ken has lost his damn mind. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump to the phone lines, man. Let's take it to the. Let me see. Wait a minute. I just had it pulled up. Yeah, Let me get sold. What's up, my boy AJ? AJ, what's up, man? What's going on, fellas? Chilling, chilling. What's up with you? Not much, man. I was looking forward to the night show, man. You, you hear all kinds of shit in the barbershop, man. I was in the barbershop today, and apparently they think Kevin Love just, you know, might just be uncomfortable around black people. Are and, you and, serious? Uh, yeah, and that's, that's why he's funny. complaining. And apparently, him and Amon Shepard and some other guys are kind of, they'll not necessarily get, according to their reports, so you can take that with a grain of fucking salt. Yeah. But apparently, you know, they're just not getting along. Yeah, man. But, you know, I wanted to make sure to give y'all congrats on that Kendrick shout out, man. I know y'all are happy. Uh, hopefully, Big Sean will watch our video and learn some shit because that album was fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> So many corny hey, lines. I, I didn't go no. I didn't not, go any further than the review, man. The review not was very boss like. 
<laughs> not very boss like, not boss like whatsoever. But you know, on the bigger and better things. I know y'all were talking about the Wizards. You know, down here through the grapevine is apparently they're trying to get their coach fired, and that's um. Oh, who's the coach? Yeah, Whitman, I don't right? know why they're slipping. Right. Okay. Yeah, apparently wow. that's kind of why they've been slipping like they have. Um, I don't know what happened. <laughs> like, I mean, they they looked great pre All Star break and they were right. kind of surprising some teams. And then I, I went to see a couple of games live. They looked great. And then I don't know. They just kind of fell apart. I, I personally think Bradley Bill's underachieving. Like that was my guy, but he's just not. I don't know, man. I, I just know when the year started, they had them. Like, they were talking about them as if they were like the, one of the best backcourts in the NBA. And I'm just not saying it from him. John Wall injuries will do that though. In, injuries will derail you, even like little lingering ones and stuff. Man. It, it, it's just unfortunate, but I, I, I think I think he'll grow. You know, because because you're right, man. He is he, he is he's still young. You know, at the end of the day, these guys are still young. They're still young, and they're already pretty good. So they're going to still continue to mature. Like you know, I don't think it's a regression. I just think it's, it's a lot of injuries, and that happens sometimes. You know. Look at Steph Curry. Steph Curry had ankle injuries all, you know, throughout the beginning of his career. And look at the contract he signed. He signed four-year, $44 million, $11 million a year. Look at the type of production you're getting out of him now. You know he's going to get a max deal. He's the most popular oh, yeah. player in the NBA. So not saying that that is the trajectory of Bradley Beal, but I'm just saying he's still young. So, you know, he, he, he still has time. He still has time. Yeah, but um, – What else you got, AJ? You no. Know, yeah, since we're talking about uh, you know injuries and young guys and max contracts coming up, you know obviously the, the big stories are kind of lingering for the last few months is Kevin Durant. You know um, he's hurt and that rumors going around with the Sun are going to do with him. The the, see, the the owner basically came on and said we would be dumb to trade him or get rid of him, you know because of his injuries and things like that. I'm not so much focused on where he's going, but if you just listen to some of the older pros and the veterans and the, the guys who are retired, you know, they make his injury seem pretty serious and, you know, really, like, long-term lasting. So I guess I, did, I just wanted to ask you guys, you know, just in your opinion, because I keep hearing shades of Yao Ming here, what do you see from from a health standpoint for Kevin Durant in the future? Like, do you guys think he'll come back to his, his MVP form? Or will he kind of, you know, maybe end up like Derrick Rose? That that's a great question, man. I, I just real quick, I think um I and I'm a huge fan. I love watching this dude play. I think you have to keep in mind that he and I, I don't compare him to Yao because keep in mind as as tall as Yao was, Yao was also like two eighty five, three hundred pounds. Not fat, but I mean he was carrying a lot of weight. Kevin Durant is, you know, rail thin. So, you know, it's not the same. I think one of the things just from a historical perspective, basketball, especially tall basketball players who have feet problems, the last two things you want to have wrong with you as far as injuries are concerned in basketball are your feet and your back. Um, and then, you know, and you, when you think about it, over the last few years when you factor in the Olympics and all stuff like that, and his playoffs and stuff, he's logged a lot of minutes. And for a lot of years, you know, for a long time, and keep in mind, Kevin Durant, is what twenty six, twenty seven, maybe. Um, I think he'll come back, and and I'm hoping and praying that he comes back with 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 no problem. From what I understand, they're putting a screw in his foot and everything like that. He's supposed to be back to normal, and we should see the same KD that we've been seeing for the last five or six years. Um, 
But, you know, there's always that other side of an injury. Hopefully we don't get a chance to see it. But I, I think just based on what I've heard, and I've heard probably about as much as you have or anybody else listening, I think he'll be okay. Um, but I, it, there is a concern because, you, know, <laughs> you know, it's not like a knee. You know, D-Rose, for all, for all the hell we gave D-Rose about his knee, it's a knee. You know, not to say you can't play without a knee, but, I mean, your your feet, I mean, if you don't have – and he has great footwork, too, so he's not someone who is um, – but I think his frame actually helps him because he's not carrying a lot of weight. So I hope that uh, that we get the same, the same old KD back. I, I don't, I don't want to see him go out like that, but I know a foot injury and a back injury are two things you don't want as a basketball player. Yeah, it's not like he's really re-injuring anything. They're kind of just like playing with stuff. Like I, I'm, a, I mean, this all started with him saying he's showing some discomfort, so we want to just you know loosen the screw or something. And next thing you know, he's out indefinitely. Right. So, and know, to I be honest, AJ, I, I think I think they knew a couple of weeks ago that it was going to come to this, but they didn't want to set off any alarms. They, you know, and he just he still had some soreness and stuff in his foot, so. That that made it that much tougher, and then when you know because think about it, a couple of weeks ago they said, oh well he'll be back in a week, and then a week turned to two weeks, and then they came out and said, well we're going to shut him down. I think they knew back then they were going to shut him down. They just wanted to kind of see what was going to happen. Yeah, and I, I think he'll come back. I think he'll be fine. I think, and and a lot of that, I, uh, the reason why I think they're taking the right approach to him and shutting him down for the year, giving him plenty of time to enter into rehab and, and recover. Because it is a foot injury, you want to make sure that you know it's going to be strong and and good to go when the season starts. So, um, you know, comparing him to Yao Ming, I think is is a bit much. I understand why people are doing it, but you know, Yao Ming wasn't athletic like Kevin Durant, so he wasn't he really kind of used to moving around, you know, uh, uh, like that. So Kevin Durant has been playing in his particular frame, you know, his, his obviously his whole life. So he his body has adjusted and is able to to play that way. He just he just messed up his foot, and um and they got to get it right now. Hopefully, what we don't want to see, of course, is him turn into Derrick Rose, where you know it's one issue after another because he's right. overcompensating for different areas, you know, uh, using different areas of of his body. And I think by them shutting him down, I think we could. Um, I think they may be able to avoid that. Hey, as always, AJ, man, we thank you for calling in, brother. We definitely appreciate it. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Hey, uh, but, but make sure you, uh, y'all, y'all do us a favor, man, all of us fans. I know y'all about to get mad press and mad famous. Just stay away from Puffy, man. That nigga is evil. He will more in demonic shit. Just stay away from him, man, please. Bad boy, take that. Money. <laughs> hey, thanks, AJ, man. We appreciate it, man. No problem, brother. Take it easy, y'all. Peace. Phone number AJ call 646-478-0356. We got four phone lines. Let's get to them, man. Let's go to uh, let's go up to Beantown, our boy Ryan. Ryan, what's up, man? What up, guy? What up, guy? Salute on that shout out. Hey, what's up? Appreciate it, man. <laughs> what's going on, man? Thanks. Oh man, I I just saw that like half hour ago. I had no idea, and I was going all over the place. You were trending a little bit. They're certain the search queue dead end hip hop Kendrick. I was just like, damn, they made it. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no, <laughs> that's crazy. 
Yeah, man. I, I mean, I've been a long time, not to get too long into it, but I've been a long time fan for like four years watching, and it's been really dope. And that that's just that's huge. Salute, man. That's awesome. No but, doubt, no doubt. What you got for us tonight, Ryan? Actually, um, the that to continue that uh, question about pretender contender, mm-hmm. I actually wanted to throw this out because you read my damn mind, Kyle. I was gonna ask about the Mavericks. And Grizzlies. Ooh, okay. So you want to go pretenders, contenders with the Mavericks and the Grizzlies? Yeah. FIFA, why don't you jump on that one first, man? Which one? Give me the question again. Uh, pretenders or contenders? Uh, the Grizzlies and the Mavericks. Grizzlies, contenders, Mavs, pretenders. Uh, I'll give you the pretenders first, the Dallas Mavericks. Um... I like Dallas, but in all honesty, I don't think that they're deep enough, and the West is too deep for them. Yeah. Um. I, and I don't think that everything is working the way that Carlisle will have it working next year. Next year, it'll be a, a, a better oiled machine, um, and also they'll have a deeper bench, and therefore I think they'll be better, way better next year, and I think next year they'll definitely be contenders, depending on how... how how Dirk holds up, but you know we he understands that he's the third or fourth best player now, and all he has to do is just dominate games, make it to the playoffs healthy, and and, and just be Dirk for you know a month. Like he can do that. <laughs> you know, he's Dirk Nowitzki. So, um, but uh, the, the 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 contenders, Memphis man, these these boys are for real. They are very balanced, and that's the thing that I like. And they start inside out, and they could play outside in now. Jeff Green mm-hmm. has transformed that team. He, he 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 makes it perfect. And then Vince Carter, man, you know, I I I think we really have to consider him Hall of Fame, especially if he's able to get a chip um in his later you know, in the later career and actually contribute to a to a championship contender, man. But um I, I just love what the Grizzlies do, how they play. Um, and, they, and they play playoff basketball. So, so you know they're already tested, and you know that they're hungry, which is the reason why they have the second-best record in, in, in the West. Like, they, they actually they, – they're really playing like that, and um, they've made some smart moves, and I, I think they're going to be a tough out. No doubt. No doubt. I, I mean, I, I think the Grizzlies are – they are a team that um, – not a lot of people talk about because you know they're not flashy. Yeah. They they yep. they're in the West, and to be honest, right, they they don't get a lot of TV time. You know, so no, not at all. The the majority of the general public won't see the Grizzlies until the playoffs come, and they've got this really rugged style. But if you enjoy basketball, or if you you know if you watch basketball much like most of us in the eighties. You know, they're throwback, man. They're throwback. And they, they get in your face and they play defense. And um, and they play hard. I mean, every time you see them on, on TV in a game, you know, they, those guys leave it on the court. And I think, you know, when we talked about it at Nauseam last year, I think they were one bad call away from, you know, advancing in, in the playoffs last year and possibly, you know, a team that could have, you know, given San Antonio a run for their money. So, um I think they're definitely contenders. They they could very depending on how things match up, they could come out of the West. Um, I agree with FIFA. I'm not not really sold on Dallas. I'm not really sure what's going on in Dallas. I think Dallas was, you know, they they seem to be on the in on the right path. You know, once they got Rondo, then things kind of went south. So um, oh, we'll definitely keep an eye on that. Right. Right. Um, exactly. 
Yeah, you know, and I think that uh, that yeah, I, I think bringing Rondo in uh, didn't work out, and and apparently, and I'm seeing that Monte Ellis is, you yeah. know, he's having issues. So, mm-hmm. so, and it goes back to that chemistry thing that we were talking about earlier. Um, and you know, I don't know exactly what you know the source or what was going on with him, but maybe he didn't like them bringing in uh, uh, Rondo. You know, even right. though uh, you know, I would think it would, he would see that as a benefit to him. But um, so that could be a possibility. So I think there's some dis, dis, you know there's some discord there with with Dallas, and I think that that's what's leading to us basically saying that they're pretenders. Uh, Memphis will be all right. You know, they 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 play playoff basketball, 82 games, you know, uh, a season. Um, so yeah, they're 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 ready, man. And and I think a lot of people don't want to face them because of Randolph and, and Gasol and Conley. Um, he deserves yeah. attention too. Tony uh, Allen too. Yeah, Tony Allen. Yeah, you you know defense. So um, so yeah, I, I think they can. They're going to give a lot of people problems and will be. Like people said, a tough out. Yeah. What about you, B? Uh, pretenders or contenders with uh, the Grizzly and uh, the Mavs? I don't know. As much as as much as I've been so hype on the Grizzlies, uh, I, I might say it might be pretenders going into the playoffs because their numbers since the All Star their numbers since the All Star break has declined dramatically. I mean, Gasol's numbers have dropped. Yeah. Debo numbers has dropped. Their field goal percentage and three point percentage has dropped. Courtney Lee's numbers has been horrible since the All Star break. Exactly I don't know, man. I, I don't even know. I, I would might have to say pretenders. And y'all know I've been high on Memphis pretty much all. Yeah, season. you been high on Memphis so, since day like, one. Yeah, since you know they they've been one of my dark horses coming out the West. But since the All Star break, I'm mm-hmm. I'm serious. Look up their numbers. Look up their numbers before the All Star break, and yep. look at the players and the team numbers after the All Star break. They've been kind of stinking, and and I'm just mm-hmm. being honest. They've been stinking up the joint, and and I, I, I got them down. I'm serious. I got them down as pretenders. Um, now yeah. they they could prove me wrong or prove us wrong that they right. might uh, turn it up in the playoffs probably. But as of right, what I'm seeing since the All Star weekend, since the All Star break, yeah. they 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 pretenders, and and yeah, Dallas they pretend. Oh, for some reason, I just don't. I don't. I'm not really sold on Dallas like that. I think they're gonna probably be in the first round. They're gonna be a first round exit in the playoffs or whatever. I can't. I can't see them making a a run in the in the West, especially in the Western Conference. Not 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 yeah, this West. year. So I, I got yeah. I got both of them. I got both of them Dallas contenders. And then yeah, Monty Ellis he's been playing horrible. So you know I, I don't know. I I got both teams, especially Memphis as contenders. Because I, I and the reason yeah. why I point out Memphis is because I just I had so much high hopes on them. And I was so high on him. It's like I feel like I'm I'm being fooled right now because I'm like, man, all this stuff's been talking. You know, Conley's been playing bad. I mean, they, mm-hmm. their whole squad been playing bad since the All Star break. So, you know, I got them as pretenders. I have to be the only one in that one. Well, not the only one, but me and <coughs> we have to we the only ones in that joint. So, baking soda. <laughs> hey, we up against it, man. We got a couple more calls to get to. As always, Ryan, yeah. man, thanks for calling in, man. We definitely appreciate it, brother. Appreciate you guys. Keep it up, man. It's paying off. It goes All out. All right. Appreciate it. Peace. Appreciate it. Have a good night, guys. No doubt. No doubt. Appreciate it, man. Yeah.
Phone number, Ryan, call 646-478-0356. You're locked in to the place where sports opinions collide, Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. Joined by my boys, Beezy, Cannon FIFO. Hit us up. Oh, programming note, before I forget, for all of those of you who signed up for the Dead End Sports Fantasy Baseball Draft, the Fantasy Draft is tomorrow night at 7 p.m. I almost forgot. Uh, tomorrow night, 7 p.m., make sure that you set your lineups. You're not going to be there. Uh, looking forward to it, man. First annual yeah. Dead Sports Baseball Fantasy Baseball Draft. Uh, I'm gonna try to win, man. I'm gonna try to win. I'm gonna try to win. Mm-hmm. And like B said, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna quit halfway through the season. Yeah, man. I don't know if you quit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you're ready for this lifestyle, Kyle. Yeah, this, this, <sighs> hey, man, this, this fantasy basketball lifestyle is no joke. I mean, baseball lifestyle is no joke. I, I haven't played since like '07, '06, '07. I'm telling you, man. From what I remember. You, but I like it because it's going to make me more engaging in the baseball this season. But yeah, same here. Same here, man, because I'm going to be honest. It's engaged, man. I'm going to be honest. The Yankees ain't on. I ain't watching. Yep. Right. You're just like me. The only team you watch is the Yankees. The only team I pay attention to is the Tigers. So by me playing this fancy baseball, I'm like, man, you know what? I'm going to do this because I do want to be more engaging in baseball. And playing this will make me engaging in baseball. So I'm with it. I'm And plus, I'm competitive. So I'm playing to win. Can't know. Yeah, no, I am. All right, I'm going to win when I play these fantasy sports, man, for real. Uh, you're still going to lose. Uh, whatever. <laughs> the phone number to call in, 646-478-0356. So make sure that you do that tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I don't want anybody to say, oh, man, I'm in L.A. I forgot to set my roster. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m., so now you know. We'll tweet it out again tomorrow as well. Let's jump back to the phone lines. Let's go to area code 773. Seven seven three, you're on with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from? Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jockman. Jockman, hey, what's up, man? Jockman, what's up? Hey, what's up? Um, I'm doing good. Uh, very excited. Sunday night, opening night, Cubs Cardinals. Very excited to watch some baseball again. Can't beat um, that. Oh, yeah, you in the, you're in the fantasy league too, aren't you? Aren't you in the fantasy league? Yeah, I'm in the fantasy league. league. You, you was one of the first ones that hit me up that said you wanted to get in. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're in it. Cool, cool. Yeah, I'm very excited to do that. Um. Uh, yeah, Cubs sent down their top prospect, Chris Bryant, the guy I mentioned last week. And mm-hmm. as usual, there was a negative response from the Players Association. That. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're like, this is like a dark day for baseball. And if uh, if Chris Bryant was the best player ever, he was still would have gotten sent down because that's how the Cubs were going to approach it. And it was just like, it was just like, shut up, you guys. Start. You, it's your fault there is this deal that the Cubs did what they did. Because that's, right. if they were allowed to do it, pretty much. It was in the rules. So what do you think yeah, about... And, 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 and the backlash for it, Jock, has been really... Um, it, it's, I, you know what, what, what kind of surprised me is not so much the backlash, but how the Cubs have reacted to the backlash. Like they were surprised that people are pissed off about it. Yeah, um, because, well, as what Ken asked was what I think about it, as much as I want to see him up, like, immediately, because I know he's ready, I get it, I accept this, I would rather have him play another year, because I'll probably still be there for that, and, um, yeah, I'd rather, I I can wait nine games, because that's the minimum he'd miss. Okay. Um, yeah, and on the backlash, it's, uh, I knew it was going to happen. Um, every like Everyone outside of Chicago has been outspoken that they want Chris Bryant up in the Major League's opening night. But uh, 
it was such a no-brainer business-wise that I'm still surprised they just don't realize that. Like, the main scenario I here is, what if the Cubs miss the playoffs by one game and it was because of Chris Bryant not being up? There's a lot of reasons right. why you can't you would miss the playoffs by one game. And uh, and if they're good enough to make the playoffs, they'll make the playoffs. That's pretty much all I got to right. say about that. There you go. Um. Yeah, and on the Bulls, real quick, why I think they're contenders, mm-hmm. they've been playing better as of late. They're getting healthier. I think they have a legit shot. They're the number three seed right now. Um, and if the rumors are true about Tom Thibodeau that this is his last year, I would think that he would want to go out with a ring. Why would they fire Tibbs, though? I don't know. I mean, I was not. there was like a time I was not paying attention, and then when I started listening to – Chicago radio again. Everyone's mm-hmm. approaching this like it's such a sure thing that he's not going to be back. And that's like, I'm like, why Why would you do that? He's a great coach. It wouldn't make yeah. sense to start over like that. Yeah, I, that that is, that's crazy. I mean, I, I think a guy like that, you, you need him there because, and, and you got to keep in mind too, Thibodeau really hasn't gotten his full compliment, meaning having Rose and the whole squad that they've built around Rose he he really hasn't had him for for a great period of time, so th- th- I, I hope that's just a bad rumor. Th- th- Chicago needs a guy like Thibodeau there. Yeah, I I, I would rather see him stay for sure. You know, I don't know what's up with the front office man in Chicago. Like, you know, yeah, the Jordan years, man. Like, yo, like I don't like. What do you mean? You have Phil Jackson, Scottie Pippen, MJ. What do you mean? Give them what they want. Like what you want, MJ? You want a hundred million? Give that man a hundred million. <laughs> right. You know, like what do you mean? Like, so yeah, I don't, I don't get it, man. Like, Thibodeau's a guy that, that, that you know, he's your Popovich, man. <laughs> like, you're right. not paying, exactly. you're not going nowhere. You're not going nowhere. Right. Tib's a great coach, man. I like you. Yeah. Yeah, it is crazy. Right now, man. that's that's like, the rumor, and then you into hopefully, yeah, hope hopefully we're wrong as, as far as what we're hearing, but um. Because Jock, Jock, man, correct me if I'm wrong, he still has another year left on his contract, correct? Yeah, he does. He's still under contract. Okay. 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 So hopefully uh, hopefully, hopefully that – and, you know, and of course, winning cures everything. So if they can make a run, Eastern Conference Finals possibly coming out of the East, I'm pretty sure people won't have a lot to say about anything. Mm-hmm. Hey, as always, man, right. thanks for calling yeah. in, Jock. We definitely appreciate it, brother. All right. You guys have a good week. Uh, congrats on the shout-out from Kendrick. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was dope. Thanks. Appreciate All it. Right. You guys have a good week. You too, man. Peace. Peace. Phone number, Jogman, call 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. You're locked in to Dead End Sports, taking you up until 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um yeah, man, it's crazy. It, that, that that is crazy. Just the even mention of uh, Tom Thibodeau possibly not being on the Bulls sideline is crazy to me. Um, let's jump back to the phone lines. Let's go to. Oh, we got about ten minutes left. Oh, we got. Uh, let's see. We got my dad on. Dad, what's up, man? How you doing, son? Good to hear from you. Not yes, much. Uh, I was thinking about you and your wild predictions and. I was wondering if your boys been getting on you about him and all that excessive con- about the Hawks taking it all. I mean, yeah, the Hawks <laughs> are going to win it all. Everybody knows that. 
Nobody but you. I think you're delusional, son. <laughs> oh, by the way, Beezy, I love you, brother, but I got to tell you about this uh, thing I saw on Facebook where at the uh, animal hospital at, in Columbus, they have Michigan hydrants all around for the dogs of, uh, that come to the hospital. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. I said that was Ohio State at its best. <laughs> oh, and that is. I loved it. Oh, oh my God. I loved oh, it. Oh, man. <laughs> I loved it, man. It was great. But I, yeah, I, I, think, I think the Hawks ever. I think that... That's just my pick. I got the Hawks when I got but, to take, but, take a tape away down Peachtree Street. Now, on the NCAA, believe it or not, me and Ed's got our conference going. We got a dinner at stake. I have to let Michigan State wins. I win. Duke wins. He wins as on our okay. bracket sheet. Which reminds me, how did uh, who won your uh, your sheets that were mailed into you? Uh, did you acknowledge your winner, or do you have a winner yet? You know what? We don't have a winner just yet. Um, let me pull it up. I okay. can tell you in a second who who uh, who is actually leading. I know it's not one of the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nope. That I do know because I think Ken was last and B was next to last, and I was not far being ahead of them. Um, let's see, Border Hooper kid. Now, he picked Wisconsin to win it all, so he still has a chance to not necessarily wow. win it all. Very he's interesting. number one. Very he's got 93 points. Uh, Braden Troughton uh, is number two. Dylan Chow is number three. Both Braden and Dylan have picked uh, Kentucky, so they both still have a chance at winning. Um, so, yeah, it, it's uh, – it's, and I think I'm ranked – oh, man, dang, Ken's ahead of me. Ken's at nine, and B is at – 13, and I've dropped to 19. Jesus, what the hell's going on? <laughs> your prognostication power, your prognostication powers are showing. Man, what, what is wrong with uh, Somebody must have hacked into this thing, man. Something ain't right. <laughs> it's right, son. It's right. I was ahead of them like two days ago. What, the hell, what happened? I don't know. <laughs> Some hidden ballots, some... Uh, bad chads or what it was that back when uh, Bush was running against Gore? Time. I still got time. Hanging chads or something like that? Of, as long as I finish ahead of Ken and B, I'm okay. All right. Well, I'm not rooting for anybody on that, but I'm going to stay neutral. Uh, but I want to speak on KD, too. I, Kyle, I'm like you. KD's a warrior. I have no problem with him shutting him down. You're right. That body frame he has is a great advantage. And when you're talking about feet, the first thing that came to my head was Greg Oden. Greg Oden could have been, you know, a dominant center. But, you know, he ain't got no feet. And uh, or, or those micro-fractures in his feet, that did him in. Really, you know, and he, which he, he had a couple of seasons where he played as a reserve, but he never did play up to his potential, never got to play to his potential because of, because of feet. But hopefully KD... I'm like you. I hope KD makes a 100% recovery. I'm not an Oklahoma City fan. Everybody knows I'm a Knicks fan. But uh, there's certain players like KD, Kobe, uh, guys that are warriors. D-Rose, I hope he is a warrior. Because if he is a warrior, as I think he is, uh, he will come back. Now, I hope what happens with him, 
and maybe I'm wrong, but I hope Chicago recovered. So they had three bad seasons with Adam. I'd rather have one good season with them because one good season with D Rose and the and the parts that they got, they're gonna be a threat to anybody in the East. And that's what I'd rather and plus the young man, I'd like to see him recover because he's gonna get older. And I wanna see the man in one piece when he's my age. I wanna see him be able to walk around and have as much fun as I do not not acting like somebody that's my age because I definitely don't act like my age and, and thank God I don't have to. Uh, so I hope he is at his best. Now, right. I don't know enough about the modern baseball players to even enter a fantasy league. And uh, Kyle, I don't know how good or bad that Kendrick album is. I'll let you tell me about it when I come to Atlanta you come to yeah, Orange. Yeah, I'll play with it. Uh, it's dope. I want to. I'd love to hear it. Then you know, uh, I'm not really a great hip hop fan, but I have learned to appreciate trust, uh, yeah, the guys me, that are doing good. When I tell you when I when I play it for you, you're gonna love it. Trust me. Well, I mean, I mean you know, it's the same. It's the same thing. When I really listen to Tupac, I loved him. When I really listen to Jay Z, I loved him. Uh, guys like Drake. that, you know, like Drake. I haven't listened to anything by him. I have never heard anything by him. He's not good. Now, I've heard uh, some stuff by Public Enemy. I love them, too. Those guys, they're all right. Those guys had their heads on straight. So, I mean, you know, I wish I knew more. If, I'll, I wish I'll, I'll, I'd... Have it for, I'll have it for you, Dad. Hey, we're up against the break. We're uh, it's about to end the show. All right, son. Guys, have a great week. And right. uh, be easy. You gotta find that man. It's great. Oh no! <laughs> All right, Dan, love I'll you guys. You Have a great. All right, looking forward to All it, right. son. Bye bye. All right, bye bye. Phone number, Dad. Call six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Again, six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Man, that wraps up tonight's show. Man, we had a blast as always. Man, gotta thank. Everybody, everybody that called in, man, first and foremost, man, got to go back to what we started. If you missed the first part of the show, if you have not had a chance when we finish this show, we'll retweet it out. But Kendrick Lamar doing an interview with MTV, gave a shout-out to Dead and Hip Hop for their review of his album, To Pimp Butterfly. Huge, 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 huge props for the fellas, man. I couldn't be more proud of these these cats. Um, Hard work pays off, man. Our work pays off, and uh, and like I've always said previous times, definitely appreciate y'all for letting me rock on with you. I, I enjoy getting on, but more importantly, I enjoy watching the videos myself. And um, it was a dope review, man, dope review, and, and I'm glad. And we talked about it on Friday when we hung out. You know, we, we said that Kendrick would see it, and, you know, I'm glad that he got a chance to see it and, and you know, basically give his stamp of approval because it doesn't get any bigger than that. So, uh, if you guys have not seen the video, like I said, we'll tweet it out um, and um, we'll put it out there for everybody to see. And we're getting notification. We got about 90 seconds left. Again, got to thank everybody for calling in. Got to thank you, the listener. Uh, remember, this show is being broadcast live each and every Tuesday night. So, in the event you cannot listen to the show live, make sure that you check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash. Dead End Sports. You can also check us out on Stitcher, as well as iTunes, as well as now being featured on SoundCloud. 
And also check out our website. Our podcasts are always uploaded on our web- website, deadendsports.com. Um, so, yeah, that's what, that's what we have for this week, man. We're going to come back next week, and we've got – We'll be talking about the national champion next week. So, and any and everything in between. Um, B, what's the saying for tonight, B? Bacon soda. I got bacon soda. <laughs> I don't know where the hell that came from. Hey, man. That's going to do it for this week. For BZ, for Ken, for FIFA, I'm your host, Tom Kyle, man. We'll holler at you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Did he do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh.